Welcome, family. It's Pastor George, your pastor of stewardship, finance, and community engagement. Hey, we're going to learn about the ins and outs of the entertainment industry from someone who's a writer, an actor, and a producer. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. family. I am so excited about this episode of Set for Life. I've wanted to have this gentleman come on here for quite some time. He's a writer, he's an actor, and a producer. I'd read his whole bio, but you know what? It'd take two pages. So we're just going to have you just give a hand to Dino Shorte. How you Thank doing, you. Dino? I'm fine. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> Good. See, he's starting <laughs> off all mellow, but don't worry about that. We're going to get the ins and outs today and everything about Dino and all the things that he's doing. And <laughs> just want to let you know, it's a blessing having you here. Thank but can you. you tell us a little bit about how you started and then like kind of where we're here now? I, I think you're from like uh, in Georgia. So yes, right? I'm, I'm originally from um, Georgia. I was born in Atlanta, but I was raised in Columbus, Georgia, which is about 120 years south of Atlanta <laughs> and uh, went to college and after college I came to Los Angeles and uh, sort of uh, fell into the comedy scene. Uh, I was uh, involved with a young lady at the time who thought she wanted to be a stand-up comic. I would go with her to the various clubs and back in those days there were several comics who now are super famous but then were just starting out and we all kind of knew each other and um, after my girlfriend would perform, I would then, she would then ask me, hey, what, what's your opinion on this or that? And I would give her little pointers. And her set started getting better, and she started gaining more notoriety. And then other comics started asking me, hey, what do you think I should do with this, though? this joke, that joke? And I would give them, you know, little pointers all for free. And uh, back in those days, networks would give comedians, certain African-American comedians, shows. And they would allow them to bring along, you know, a couple of people who had their voice to help write the show. So that's how I ended up as a writer and ended up in the Writers Guild. And uh, all of that has led me to the success I have now. <laughs> so now he's, Not at all. he's saying that being humble, but I got I'm going to name some of Wanda at Large. Yes. Wanda Stike Show. Yes. Deaf Comedy Jam. Yes. 25. Yep. All right. Super Bowl on Netflix. Thank you. All right. <clears throat> You guys, hit them in the chat, you guys. <laughs> Def, uh, I already said Def Comedy Jam. All right, the greatest, uh, Super Bowl greatest commercials. Yes. You did that. Also, yes. uh, then also the 49th Daytime Emmy Awards. Yes, yes. And then, I got to say something about this one. The greatest home videos. Yes, okay. yes, yes. That's All the right. show I was um, honored to work with and develop with uh, Cedric the Entertainer, where it was basically we would have videos and Cedric would sit and watch the videos and say stuff. And uh, it was hilarious. And I want to jump in here because and I want to ask you mm -hmm. how this happens and everything. Because I want you to learn about how this whole industry and different things work. Because let me tell you why I watched the show and I laughed, but then I was mad. You know why I was mad when I watched the show? Is I wanted to be on that. Like, I would watch the thing. They'd show, like, you know, we do the comedy where the dads would come out. And they would right. jump over the pool. Right. And then they, the dads would do this. And I was like, then the dad would have a rap about doing chores and get doing this. And I was like, I wanted to be on the show. Well, you know what I mean? Like, well, so, well like thank God writing. that God has seen fit to keep you focused in your lane. <laughs> What you can do, uh, which is, you know, guiding people to financial glory. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a great 
thing that we would do. And um, again, it developed as a pitch, you know, because at the time, this was at the beginning of the pandemic and people right. were basically locked in their homes. Right. So normal types of television, people were rapidly burning through them and, you know, but nothing new was being filmed or shot because right. everybody was afraid of the, of, you know, COVID. You know what's going to happen, right. Right, exactly. So, you know, people were at home making their own videos and we developed a show that would take these videos and, as I said, just have Cedric say interesting and funny or uh, poignant and emotionally nice things about them. Like we had a lot of videos from uh, our men and women in the armed services. Yes, we had a lot of people. videos, animals. thousands of videos about doctors yeah. and nurses on the front lines, animals on animals. the front lines, uh, <laughs> and uh, it was just—it was just a really a nice, simple, food for the soul kind of show, and it was perfect for right. the time. And it's one of the, I just want to hit on that perfect mm-hmm. for the time is that during the pandemic, mm-hmm. you already said this, everybody was at home, but yes. how you pivoted to that type of show. And then you pitched it, and then you and then you guys yeah. did it. I think that was awesome. But now I just wanted to ask you a question because this sure. stuff, this out there, I'm asking for all the writers out there. Uh-oh. So how do you like? So when you write, you get kind of I'm gonna use the word Cedric voice. You kind of see what was your role in what you did there. Well, and, and you know, God has seen fit, and I know coming out of my mouth, those of you who know me, it doesn't seem like I'd be the person to say, well, you know, God has me. <laughs> but it, it's the truth. God has given me the ability to. I don't necessarily write in people's voices. Right. I, I write what I think is funny, and um, they agree. Okay. And uh, then they make it their own. So I, I try to develop the mechanism to say to myself, what would you know Cedric think is funny? What would Wanda think is funny? What would George think is funny? And uh, I'm, I'm normally dead on point or close enough where they can maybe adjust it to more their voice and it becomes successful. I'm gonna help somebody right here. Okay. So look, this is, but wait, that's the whole, that's the whole point. Yeah. How do you know something is funny when you're sitting there and you know it's gotta be produced, cut, and then ran, and then three weeks later, you gotta know it's I'm gonna tell you how I know. I'm 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 in a minute, I'm gonna talk to you about preaching in a minute. Go ahead. I'm gonna tell you how I know something is funny because if it's funny to me, it's funny. It, it doesn't mean that it's funny to everyone, but I am a person, I'm a human being, and you know I like to think of myself as fairly normal. So if <laughs> I s- think of something or write something and it makes me laugh, then that's how I know, okay, well, there are a lot of people out there like me. I'm an average you know, Joe Schmo, just trying to make it just like everybody else. Mm. So most of the time, what I think is funny, most people think is funny. You know, we don't, I don't try to do humor that tears people down or goes for the obvious, you know, negative thing. I try to, you know, do stuff, like I said, that, that makes me laugh. You know, I don't necessarily laugh at people falling down, right? but I might laugh at what people say on the way down or right. what they do after they get down or how they get back up. So, right. so most of that's, us find that's that what funny. I want to tell you. Yeah. And, I'm, I'm a, and then I mean this as a, as a compliment. The reason why I like the show also is, mm-hmm. It was uplifting. It was like during the pandemic, people are at home. And yep. I'm like, so then they got the people playing the drums with pots and pans or right. doing stuff. So it, it was very family oriented. Yes. And the way that you pulled that out and then you're 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 utilizing that, that was good. And also showing that how the writers do that. Yeah, well, thank you. And, and then about how you said how then your funny rule. So now everyone, I guess we got now the Dino funny rule. No, no. Okay? It's, it, it, if it's funny to you, it's funny. 
That that's that's the rule. It's not Dino's rule. Right. It, it's just if it's funny to you, it's funny. That's Cause, it. Because right. Because I mean, but then I'm gonna pivot and come back. But I mean, okay. even when you're on one of the show or other shows, like when they're writing certain things, you're gonna say this is funny, mm-hmm. and then you're explaining them or pitching it to the yeah. To the, you pitch it to them, and you pitch it in a way that gets how you think about it across in the most uh, concise yet informational manner as possible. Uh, you don't necessarily need to tell people why something is funny. You just, it's like telling a joke. Right. You know, and some people might laugh at the joke and others might not, but that doesn't necessarily mean the joke is not funny. It's just right. in how you tell it, in what voice you tell it in. And uh, that's what writing is a lot like. Right. So when someone writes, they want to actually write in that tone. So like when you're sitting down and you're going, how do you get your inspiration to do that? You're just watching things? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Writers are the most observational people on the planet. We watch everything. We look at everything because we're always looking for content. Content is the key to the entertainment industry. If you don't have content, you don't have a show. Nobody wants to see the same thing over and over and over again. So you got to come up with new content. And the way that you do that is by keeping, you know, keeping aware, you know, oh, right. that's interesting. That's funny. right. And that's what, so, and then also as, as ministry. Yes. And then also as public speaking. Yes. We're always observing, observa- yes. you know, like, so right now it's like, hey man, gas prices. Like you're looking at, you're sitting there looking at different things and making it that way. One of the things is, I, and I've, I've said this before, is that mm-hmm. I think the best storytellers, the best people that can tell a story mm-hmm. and, uh, and doing things, there are three categories. And I, sorry, I got to start at number one. I think pastors. Yeah. Just very good storytellers. Sure. Number two, comedians. Yeah. I'm going to come back to that. Three, extremely good salespeople. Like when they do that, like when they walk into a house, they don't sell you a room. They actually walk in the house and they have you experience that you're there. The storytelling skills. Yeah. Pastors, I'm going to start here at Faithful Central. Mm -hmm. Bishop Balmer told a story one time about food on a plate. Mm. I started, saliva started to build right here on the side of my chair. Yeah. Comedians. Richard Pryor live on a sunset strip. When he starts talking about Africa or, or when he was on fire, mm-hmm. he goes, mm-hmm. people get out of your way. He, he, he tells stories. Same in that area. Yeah. So now, can you tell, talk to us a little bit about storytelling, like how you're going to write something, how you put something on the kind of how you utilize storytelling? Sure. For me, the key to successful storytelling is to begin with a story that has its basis in truth. Um, you know, if you... Of course, there are tons of successful fictional things out there from from Friday the 13th to Star Wars. But if you look at break them down to their core essence, Friday the 13th is just a it's a family story. A woman's son was killed and she went on a rampage and killed the people she blamed. If you look at Star Wars, Star Wars is just family drama. There's a there's a baby daddy who don't know he a baby daddy and he got two kids and he mad at the uncle. That's just family stories. They are based in the human nature of truth. And when you're writing something for content, you want to stay as close to the truth of it as possible. Whether you, the Lion King, family drama, even though it's about lions and monkeys, it's still family. They got families, they got, you know, so you stay to the truth of it. And that's what I try to do as much as possible because they're, there's a saying, I believe, there are, more, there are stranger things in the world of truth than there will ever be in the world of fiction. Yeah, right. yeah. and that, that's, that's the truth. I mean, 30 years ago, nobody would have believed that the world would have been, 
you know, almost brought to his knees by a, a worldwide plague and, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, but Stephen King wrote a book called The Stand that is almost a play-by-play -play version of what we're going through today. So truth is much stranger than fiction, and the closer you can be to truth in your writing, the better, the more authentic your writing will be, the more it will resonate with people, the more people can connect to it. So always, even in your joke telling, you know, you can't, when I tried to be a stand-up comic, I would always think, okay, you know what, I should come up with something funny that'll make the people laugh, and I would bomb like a Japanese Zero plane crashing into the USS <laughs> Indianapolis. But when I realized, let me just get up there and talk about something that's A, funny to me, and made me laugh and was truthful, I did better. So truth is the key. I, I appreciate your humility with uh, when you try to be a stand-up comedian. But I, as you know, I watch you. I watch you monthly, <laughs> all right, and, and, and doing. But but I, now I want to switch over to what you said about sure. comedy, how you get up and you tell a story that's funny, because that's what, number one, humanizes you, and then also they're like, they're going through the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in the past, I took, uh, I took a comedy classes, mm -hmm. and one of the reasons why I did was I started walking into... Um, where I went to speak churches mm -hmm. or venues in 2008. So, mm -hmm. you guys, unless you're under a rock, that was when that was when the housing and everything. Right. So I'd walk into a church and, and they would do prayers, and everybody would be crying, like you know about their losing their home and everything. Right. And I would get up and I'd say, "Man, you know when your credit score is 150?" I would just open up right. with a joke, yeah. and then you could literally feel everyone just like, like yeah. Then they could prepare to listen to me. Absolutely, you know what I mean. And and so in doing, so I used humor when I taught finances. Mm -hmm. So I went to a class to learn the mechanics of yeah. the premise, of the setup, and then the punchline. Yeah. See, see I, Absolutely. I, I took notes just like I was taking notes when you were talking just now. <laughs> but but yeah. now I'm talking about the value. Oh my God, I made him laugh. Did you guys see that? He was laughing. Put me in the tight. Well, does everybody go through this when they come <laughs> Yes, well, just Dino Shorte. But, our, but we had that, see, he laughed. Remember that? He said, uh, we had the Dino standard, so I guess this must have been funny. <laughs> All right. But so, but you see, when I use that, I think when people laugh, it gets them, it's it's good for their soul. Yeah. Oh. And and, and and just just in doing that. And, and, and the impact that you have, and I, I just was trying to find out if you knew that when you were writing it, that it's, it, it, if it's going to, how it's going to work or how you work, how you kind of work through it. You know, as far as recognizing the impact and, you know, your ability to, to you know, resonate with people, that's never really been my thing. Right. Um, it's, it's taken people outside of me to tell me, hey, you know, what you said was good, what you said was funny, or vice versa, hey, that sucked, why would you ever say that, right. what's wrong with you? And um, so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not right. really that type of gotcha. funny person. Right, but, but so let, let's go back to writing. So if someone's starting off in writing, they, mm -hmm. they, live, they, they may live here in California, they, sure. may live, they live somewhere around the country, around the world, mm -hmm. and how do they, what would advice you give someone to kind of get started in the area of, uh, of uh, writing, or if they think they're a writer, what, 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 should, what should they do? Well, I know this is going to sound weird, but education is the key. I run into a lot of people that they're like, hey, man, you know, uh, yeah, you a writer. You know what, man, I, I, I want to I write, too. So, uh, 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 so what, what I got to do to, you know, to do what you do? I said, go to school. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and I don't mean that to be crass or facetious, but there are different 
forms of quote unquote school. Right. If you can't necessarily afford to go to a four or these days eight year college <laughs> to learn the mechanics of writing and, and storytelling and premise setup and punchline, we have something, this new thing. And for those of you watching, you may want to, you know, if you have a moment to jot this down, we have this new thing called internet. <laughs> internet that uh, it has all the information you need to learn how to do just about anything that you want to do but the one thing it won't do for you is do the work you have to do the work you know it's like you know the Bible don't work if you don't open it right or, or apply it or apply it well some people open it and don't apply it right some people ain't never open it and think they are applying it you right. but you got to really do the work and get into it mm -hmm. and 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 follow its teachings that's what social media and and the computer industry and the internet and the web it that's one of the greatest thing, inventions in human history right you can find out just about how to do not only anything but how to do anything the correct way yep there are examples yeah. on both sides. You know, it's so funny about that. And I want you to I want you to finish. It, but your point is this: you know, I've never read directions since since uh, YouTube. I, I have a degree in YouTube University. No, yeah. I, I, I got this cabinet, and my kids are like, they, we open it up. They're getting ready to uh, read the directions. I was like, I pushed. We pushed them aside. I put the video on. So and just watch. Right. Look. Okay. Look. You one. We two. We three. Yep. Four. Right, then we yep. put it together. You can learn right. basic writing structure that way, but. Unfortunately, there's nothing on the internet that will help you feel how to write, to help you create a story that resonates with everyone. You can't fake that. You got to have it in you. And then if you want what's in you out, you got to learn how to get it out in a standardized format that everyone recognizes. I have a lot of people handing me scripts that unfortunately I can't even read because they're not standardized. And the first thing I do is I say, look, if you want to know the proper format, go here, go there. You don't even have to buy this program. There's a, a small course here or it's, it's on the web. Just go. And 99% of them never come back with their script because a lot of people don't want to do that. They just want to, you know, well, let me give it to you and you're going to do it what I need to. And I'm like, no, sir, it, does, it doesn't. It doesn't. A mechanic can't fix your car if you don't tell him what's wrong or bring it to him. Right. I can't or help he has you. No tool. Uh, yeah, if you're just giving me, you know, I had one person give me a 180-page script, which is like 90 pages too long, all centered, meaning it. And that's not no. That you don't. Come on. And I tried to tell her, listen, go here, go there. She became very incensed that, you know, I was not helping her, but I was helping her. She just didn't want the type of help that I was willing to give her. I got so. you. Okay, number one, everybody is uh, number one is do the work. Do the work. This is true with um, life, and then we're gonna go there. Thank you. With the and the same thing with investing is people want to make yeah. money, but they don't want to do the work. Yeah, the money, do the things like this. So first of all, make a commitment to do the work. Yep. And then second, start taking the courses, and then also, would you then what's the next step? You would say to them like, is it is it like a writer's kind of group or is oh there, yeah, there are like a, you know like Especially, examples. I'm sorry. You're, you're based in Los Angeles, so there are all types of of writing organizations and groups, and you know you can learn. You can run into a great writing group at LACC. USC has a small, inexpensive uh, writing program. It's very short, but you can learn the basics and you can meet other people who are like-minded 
and you can develop friendships and bonds that help you motivate and hold each other accountable. Right. Uh, even here. Then, uh, wait, then, uh, wait, wait, wait. Just I want to know, Dino, is there something at Faithful Central Bible Church to where somebody can be involved that you might you might know and be involved in? Mm. OK, you got them. Ah, <laughs> mm. uh, yes. Faithful Central. First of all, Faithful Central is one of the most progressive churches I've ever experienced. They are well ahead of any curve imaginable when it comes to educating people, uh, helping people move forward in whatever career they want or think they might want, and just getting people the information they need to follow whatever dream they think they might have. Right. And um, years ago, uh, I was approached by two people, two very staunch and strong members of the Faithful Central Bible Church community. They were Devika Parikh yep. and Carl Gilliard. Yep. And at that time, they were starting or had recently started like a, a, a small grouping of like-minded actors within the church. Yep. Uh, and they called it the Faithful Central FCBC Repertory Company. Yeah. And that entire goal, their goal, was to allow the actors who were also members of Faithful Central Bible Church a place to come on a weekly or semi-weekly basis and just work on their craft. You know, we would uh, uh, work on each other's monologues. We would help each other with scene work. We would help each other develop characters. We would have deep discussions about what it is to be a Christian outside in the world. Um, you know, it's a very difficult thing when you go to a studio and you're the only person who sits down and prays over their food or right. who praise before we do a show or after right. a show. So uh, Faithful Cent the Faithful Central FCBC Repertory Company has done a lot, not only for me and helping me develop my ability to be successful in my career, but we are constantly trying to help others. We've had a slowdown because of the pandemic, right. but we will be starting up probably in September of 2022 because it's a very, very wonderful thing to see a bunch of uh, African-Americans in a church who are acting all as part of the same group. And, you know, we've done great things, plays, commercials. Yes, we, we've, yes. We've, and, that's, and that's one of the things I want to do. And I want you to talk about your position and what people learn. But, but hold on. Sure. When I came to Faithful Central and I watched our Easter services, like mm. when we were in the forum, I mean, I was watching like these are at thematic levels. Like, like yeah. I thought I was watching a literal movie. Yeah. You remember time? And I'm, I'm say, Patrick, we had Jesus, you know, by the way, who was black. Yes. And we had it when it, when they pulled him up through the sky, I, I was like, well, I have my it kids there. I was like, watch, and my kids watch that. We got home. We talked about it yeah. afterwards because we're seeing it's, it's, it's real. Uh, you know, FCBC TV, one of the things here at the yeah. church, we want to utilize all the gifts, as you know, in, in, in set for life, we always do things. God bless you in four areas every day, time, 86,400 seconds in a day. Talent, he gives you a skill, mm -hmm. which we're going to talk about. And then third is temples, your body. And then fourth is treasure, which we're going to go into the finances and different things. Okay. But if we look at how the repertory theater has also developed people. Oh, God. And then your role as a leader in development is that, you guys, I got my acting debut. Remember I did the... I did oh, the Lord, here we go. <laughs> my acting debut here. We couldn't doing... find the actor we wanted, so we asked if Pastor George had 10 minutes. And he done stretched that out into a double platinum album set, sir. 
<laughs> no, he was very, he was very, he was, he was exactly the person we needed. Uh, we had written a sketch about um, finances and, and a couple yeah. trying to, you know, set off on the newly married road of home purchasing. And the problem was that they didn't have good credit. And Pastor George was the person who corrected them about not having good credit in his own inimitable style, which was, <laughs> which was fantastic. It, it didn't and, get us banned. It got, right. yeah, for a minute. But then also the Matthew 25, 14. Oh, yeah. That, about Matthew, about how the person went out and he had the deals and they yes. doubled and everything like yes. that. Yes. Is that, I don't know if you know, is that I played that one time for yeah. with the, the kids and the kids were like, oh, is this how God multiplies? And exactly. See, what happens is they, they can watch this mm -hmm. and then they ask me a whole bunch of questions. Like, exactly. Well, now that you ask in Matthew 20, and then I can share yeah. the word with them because it opened up because they saw how the other people involved. They're like, they're like, you mean to tell me people get blessed with stuff and then don't even do nothing with it? I was like, ah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And FCBC Repertory Company has, we have a, a large grouping of highly successful highly. actors and, and writers and directors who are out there working in the field mm -hmm. at this very moment and doing so unflinchingly glorifying God. I mean, always. So, I mean, I, I, I can't even... I, Dino, you know. this is such good information. We got to bring it back next on our next episode. Everybody, we're bringing Dino back on our next episode. Don't miss it. Set for life. Look forward to seeing you. <laughs>